On this week's Bet the Process podcast, Rufus and I have a completely directed conversation about college football where we meander quite a bit. So it's pretty much just the way it always is. We give you a bunch of picks in college and then struggle to give you really any picks in the NFL because there's not real value this week, according to Massey Peabody. So with that, let's start the process. Bet, 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 bet the process. Bet, 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 bet the process. Welcome to the podcast. Bet the process. It's not that typical cookie cutter nonsense. If you came just for picks, you're in the wrong place. Find a out with the narrative to make a strong case. Instead of blindly assuming a team must be tanking, we're looking for the edge of Massey Peabody rankings. Crunching all the numbers in a simulated system that break down the data analytically driven. Media coverage and sports gambling is pathetic. Welcome to another episode of the Bet the Process podcast. I am in New York. Rufus is in Boston. It feels really special to be in the same time zone as you, Rufus. Hey, it's not often one can be in the same time zone as a dog named Rufus. I uh, have been at the Sports Betting USA conference this week. And, you know, it is really nice that people come up and say, hey, I'm one of your seven listeners. And then someone actually was with me and said, you know, I've been with you when people have said, that they're one of your seven listeners and it's probably been more than seven people. So we may need to revise our estimates and it may be more than seven listeners right now, but I don't know. What do you think it is? You think, I mean, let's let's not propose because once we do these, once we do the shirt that says I'm one of the seven, like then we can't actually get more listeners because we will have to change the shirts. Jeff, did you know that when people are asked to pick a number between one from one to 10, they pick seven the most often. Really? Somebody told me that once. It may or may not be true. Well, I mean, we're proof of that, right? We were probably searching for a number of, you know, when we want to estimate our audience size, we knew it was between one to 10 people and we picked seven as our estimate. I I thought it was a data-driven guess. (laughs) It was a data-driven guess. It was between one to 10. That was our data. (laughs) Um, Then seven it is. The conference has been cool. I mean, it's, these conferences are, you know, you said it yourself, they're, they're, they're very similar. Um, you see the same cast of characters at them. And with G2E having been so recently, um, I mostly came out here because it's New York and there's lots of opportunities to meet with people in New York. Um, the leagues, the right. Reg- I met a real, real life regulator. That was kind of cool. A regulator for gaming? No, Kenny G regulator? No, a regulator, <laughs> the New Jersey, one of the New Jersey regulators. I met him. Oh, man. He told me he liked my podcast with David Chang. So nice. Did he, did he mention the, my complaint that they didn't even investigate? We filed Shock, a formal complaint. Shockingly, shockingly. he mentioned that. I don't they, know why. They said, you know what they said? They said, well, DraftKings said that didn't happen. And I was like, well, that's a great investigation. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Well, I spent some time with the DraftKings people, so maybe I should ask them again why they're screwing you over. Well, did you hear they postponed their, uh, the, it was supposed to be a December, you know, Super Bowl national, not Super Bowl, sports betting national championship. And they're not doing it anymore? They're, they might do it in March Madness from what I've heard, but oh. they said it was going to be December. I guess they haven't gotten their tech in order yet for that. Well, that would screw you over because although maybe you'll be betting basketball by then. Well, I mean, you know, I, I count on this as a source of income, Jeff. What, the... The Sports Betting National Championship. Yeah. I mean, I, it's really funny when I describe who my podcast partner is, and I'm like, he almost... Well, he kind of... He sort of... Well, no, actually, he finished third. I mean, <laughs> really, I don't know why that's 
cool at all. Well, it means I'm the third best sports better in America, maybe no. even the world, right? Well, I'd say that you're one of the best sports betters in the world, even though you no. don't have a documented record. So, well, you can't be the best without a documented record. We all know that. Record. He is such a troll. It's amazing. I love. I kind of love like the the, the tweets that he sends. Just they make me happy. He. I, I agree. I actually. It. You know. It is so enjoyable because like it's. I feel like he has to be just, you know, sort of like trolling us all. Like we're like, like, like we're, in a, we're in a simulation and he's just a troll. Like, yeah. Like he's actually just having so much fun with this and just being like, they think that I'm serious. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, college football. We got our first, we got our first uh, playoff rankings. We do. Uh, what, how did now cast do? Not that I really fucking care, but how did it do? Um, I don't think it did well. I think it did well at the very top. So Ohio State, number one. We had that, and apparently somebody, somebody sent me odds. Wait, someone said that, how confident are you in the NowCast? And they showed me some bet online thing, you know, saying, you know, LSU was minus 150 to be number one, and Ohio State was plus 225. So, you know, if, if you, you could have taken that to the bank for, like, you know, $20 limit probably. But grocery dollars. We were right there. Uh, we were wrong with Clemson, Penn State, but we had said that so the was, margin what your, there. What was your What was your ranking? So we had Ohio State, um, LSU, Alabama, Clemson State, Penn State. So we, but we had the difference between Clemson and Penn State is minuscule. Like we basically said it was. It's like a fifth. We had it as like a fifty point three percent. Who did you have a six? Did you have Georgia six? No. So that's so. First off, we we I tweeted out that we like Clemson and Penn State comes down to if you actually think that the defending champ is going to get sort of a boost, which historically the committee has sort of given the, the benefit of the doubt and sort of the closer situations. Um, and so if you don't believe that you have Penn state at four, if you do, you have Clemson at four. So um, we had Baylor at six and Baylor was number 12. And so we were like really wrong there. And if you look through Baylor's schedule, I mean, I actually just did just now to sort of see how, you know, why we were so wrong. And I'm like, Oh, this makes sense. You know, Baylor, like, they beat Texas Tech by three. They beat. Um, they did beat Kansas State on the road, and that looks like a better win now. But they beat Rice on the road by eight. They beat Ohio Iowa State at home by two. Um, they beat West Virginia at home by three. So they've eked out a bunch of wins. But one of the things we use is strength of record, which is um, basically what are the odds that an average top twenty-five team would have as good a, or better a record. Um, playing the same schedule. So Baylor ranks because, you know, it's a win loss thing. I mean, they've beaten everybody in their schedule. Their strength of record is a 0.25. So there's a 25% chance that average top 25 team would have um, gone undefeated with that same record. And that's the fifth best in the country. And that's a metric that the committee implicitly has valued in the past a good amount. Um, Baylor, I mean, they have played a really, really bad strength of schedule 92nd in the country, but um, they beat everybody. But so far this year, I mean, I guess this one ranking, it, it seems like they're actually valuing a team based on how good the team is a lot more than they have in the past, which I think is actually kind of encouraging in a way. I think it's a good thing, but it, it shows, and Jeff, I know you're going to tell me this, it's real, and, and how you know modeling human decision-making is difficult, and it's a different committee every year. So it's not the same, as far as I know, That's it's not the same people right? in the room. And so well, you don't know how they're going to, you can, you can go based on, what, what they've done in the past, but you know that it's not going to be exactly the same. So that's actually a really interesting point that I hadn't even thought about, which is not only do we not really have 
an objection function, an objective function for what they're actually, we don't know what it is for what they're actually no. like solving for. We, we also have different people that are solving for it. So they could be, uh, anyways. Um, but so, I mean, but it's not, interesting. You don't, you don't want to talk more about this. No, I think people I, like this stuff. I want to talk about the actual rankings and okay. what they mean, right? Like yeah. the actual teams versus like trying to explore the psyche of these NCA administrators. See, I, I find um, that fun. I, I Clemson, find the whole, yeah. Clemson is, it's, it's sort of a bullshit rating, right? Because if they win out more than likely, they will still be in the top four because of the fact that, other teams that are ahead of them are going to play each other and are going to lose, right? I think, I think it has to be 100% there because okay. so, LSU plays Alabama. One of them will lose. Right. Ohio State plays Penn State. One of them will lose. Right. So, so right so there you have Clemson, it. Clemson will, as long as they win out, they will be in the top four. We, we now fundamentally believe that given where this is. Yes. Here's a question though, Jeff. How much do you think these rankings are going to influence the rankings down the line? Like they say that every week they do it without consideration for the previous weeks, but does the fact that, for example, Oklahoma um, slots in at, you know, only number nine, actually I predicted them to be number 13, despite the fact I still think that they have a good chance of making the playoff. Anyway, does them being only number nine, does that hurt them? Does that, or like in Minnesota being number 17, so, if Minnesota wins out and wins the Big Ten is an undefeated Power Five conference team, like, is that too much of an uphill climb to go from number 17 there? I think you can answer that question. No. If Minnesota somehow wins the Big 12 undefeated, they are going to be in the top, they're going to be in the playoff. It'll be impressive if they win the Big 12 without being a conference member. Sorry. Big 10. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I know, which doesn't even have 10 teams, which has 11 it teams. Has right? so. No, does it have 12 now? It has 12, I think. Oh, damn. So that you need 12 to have a conference championship. Yeah. Um, okay, so... Conference names make no sense anymore. Now, another thing that's interesting from this, right, and this is actually, like, I was at a wedding this weekend where one of the guys there was the guy that's uh, in charge of um, the Big 12, sorry, the Pac-12 championship game. And he was kind of, like, rooting for Oregon and Utah to both win this week because he wants that Pac-12 champion to at least have a chance to make the playoff. And when he was saying this to me, and because you and I have shit on the Pac-12 so much on this podcast, I was like, well, the Pac-12 is irrelevant now for the playoffs. But this would actually indicate that they are not irrelevant because they could certainly be in a situation, given the fact that they're eight and seven, right? They're number seven and number eight right now, Oregon and Utah, that if they play in the Pac-12 championship, they're, they're you know, theoretically, again, we're going to have Ohio State, uh, play Penn State. We're gonna have LSU play Alabama. We're gonna have Georgia probably play one of those guys for sure. So you're gonna have a situation where a lot of these teams in front of them could lose, and that really could be. So what what chance do you give the winner of the Pac-12 um, to to have a chance at the at the uh, playoff? Well, the problem is they have to win out. I mean, I think that's the that's the biggest issue. And um, I actually don't have their win out numbers in front of me, but going into last week, their win out numbers were. Um, you're getting dated stuff, 10.3% for Utah and 11.2%. So it's going to be higher now, but it's still, I just think it's, it's, it, it's very unlikely that you have a one loss Pac-12 champ. And so um, if that happens, um, that's a very good question. I still think they're a substantial underdog though. Um, just because you have, I mean, I mean, let's see, I have Oregon with a 43.2% chance of winning their conference and yet only a four and a half percent chance of being selected um, by the committee. 
Utah, 55.4% chance of winning the Pac-12, 5.1%. So obviously not all situations where they win the Pac-12. In fact, most, uh, they have, they, well, most, they have more than one loss. So, uh, but the, I think the problem is that I think you and I both agree that a one loss LSU or Alabama gets in over a one loss Pac-12 champ, I think. I mean, if you look at, I mean, I, if you look okay, at what's interesting this here, though, is, is, is this would indicate that a one loss Oklahoma team winning the Big 12 would not be higher than a one loss Oregon team or a one loss Utah team that wins the Pac 12? Well, the, the thing, though, is that Oregon's strength of schedule so far um, has been, I mean, it's been much easier than it will be going forward. So, so far, they've had the 63rd hardest schedule, but the remaining strength of schedule is 15th in the country. Whereas if you look at Oregon, They've had the 52nd most difficult schedule, but their strength of schedule in the remaining games is ranked 65th. And Utah's was 53rd so far at ranks 70th going forward. So Oklahoma is going to get a chance to sort of prove themselves. And if they, if they, come, out, um, if they come out unscathed, I, I don't see any way I, that they don't get the nod over Utah or Oregon. Yeah, so, I mean, essentially we've gotten ourselves to the point where it's like a, what, four-team – no, sorry, eight-team race, roughly, or nine, yeah. team, nine team. I mean, Oklahoma has a shot, so it's not. It's the top nine. Like you don't, you couldn't see a world where Florida gets in with two losses or Auburn. And I guess if Baylor wins out and Minnesota wins out, they have a good chance of being in it. Um, yeah, yes, yeah, the control maybe, your destiny thing that you were saying, right? Yeah, so it's like it's eleven. It's like basically destiny. eleven. It's eleven teams that have a legitimate shot right now to to make this. Eleven that are you saying eleven that control their destiny? Yeah, I mean that have a way to that really have a way to make it that have a route to there. There's like a, it's hard to see a route for Florida to make it unless I guess they win the and they win the SEC somehow. And yeah, I, I mean I think that there there are at least eight teams that control their own destiny, um, and likely nine. I think Oklahoma does. I that's what we believe. We believe that more likely than not, if they went out, they're in. But. I, I, yeah, I, I think you can, I don't think Utah and Oregon do. I'm, I, that's just, that's what we believe. But um, it's interesting though, because if you look at how good, so, so here's, here's the thing. So, so what we found, Jeff. No, let's finish that last point you made. Okay. I don't agree with it. It doesn't make sense. You just said that you think Oklahoma controls their own destiny and you don't think Utah or Oregon do. Correct. So, because I think that, I think if Oklahoma wins out, they will, they will, leapfrog them due to a more difficult schedule and yes well so then that and i think then very much you're basically agreeing with the 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 committee that each time right each poll is a different poll in a way i mean think about like minnesota being where it ranks where they are right now which is what 18 i guess yeah we had them we predicted they would be or 17 we predicted they would be number nine so they, I mean, they're undefeated, but they've played the 103rd top of the schedule so far. And so they're, we, we, do, we, we don't think of undefeated power five conference champion is going to get left out. I just think the politics of it, like there would, I, I just think politically it'd be infeasible. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think so. If over another, over one loss team. So um, if that's the case, I mean, you know, I mean, Minnesota, Minnesota this, right? has the eighth remain eighth most difficult schedule remaining so the only team you know that's that's toughest they have the toughest remaining schedule out of any team in the conversation lsu's next enough so and if they and and they have to wait and they'll have to play that doesn't even include a um 
Big Ten championship game, probably against Ohio State, that or Penn State. So, Again, if they win out, they'll deserve to make the playoffs. Yes, and they'll have an opportunity to improve their ranking quite a bit. Yes, in that time. So, what's what's interesting, Jeff? Though, is I looked like it sort of. I, I actually right before the show, I ran a sort of regression just with the rankings this week. Um, uh, a an ordered logit with the the stuff that we use um for our predictions, and I basically found that. That the committees, the weight they put on the the Massey Peabody hybrid, they obviously are not looking at the Massey Peabody hybrid ranking, but in, they're not implicitly. As far, I mean, if they are, then we have bigger issues. Um, my security has been compromised, but they, it, the the weight they put on that is about three times or four times more than it has been historically. So, I don't know if that's good or not. It depends on what you think the committee is supposed to be doing, but. Yeah. And it, and it seems like margin of victory or at least not having, you know, having convincing wins is being rewarded. Ohio state, um, you know, they, they're, they've basically blown out everybody they've played. LSU has faced some, some very tough teams, but they haven't necessarily blown blown everybody out. Okay. Let's, let's move on from this. Okay. Um, college football last week. Yes. What, was interesting to you it feels like it was so long ago doesn't it uh yeah it definitely feels like it was a long time ago um what was interesting what was interesting to you jeff let me see i actually watched a fair amount of college football last week which was pretty exciting um what was interesting to me well i liked the georgia uh i think that was pretty much the biggest game right last week georgia uh, georgia florida it was and Georgia pretty well handled them in that situation and I think really got themselves back into legitimate conversation about being a national title contender. Like what I guess the question is if that George if that Florida game hadn't happened, where would Georgia have fallen in these rankings? You know, you mean if they had lost? No, no, not if they had lost. Basically if that game had never happened. So how much did they improve themselves based on winning that game? They ended up in the number six slot, right? They, I mean, I think they improved a lot. You know, I, I was wrong with Georgia. I had them still slotted, forecasted number 11, just because they, I mean, their strength of record was 13th best. I think there may be some recency bias there. I don't know. I, I wonder if you could look through and sort of see the teams based on how teams have done, like in the most recent games, if there is some of that. Hmm. Like Baylor eked out a win over West Virginia last week but i mean honestly it was it was mostly a, a nothing week in college football the you know, yeah i'm like lsu idol alabama idol you know there weren't any real marquee games except that georgia florida game and i think it was kind of everybody's waiting for this huge lsu alabama game well what about your cincinnati pick last week that didn't work oh that that, really that shot the bed that really was not good um yeah yeah but what about army i don't know if i did i pick army on on the podcast I I think you did, yeah. Because I mean, I think we, you can you sang the army tune to us, and it's a safe bet that I'm on army most weeks at this point. Mm-hmm. Although that's not happening this week. Yeah, we had army in the second half of that game and the under, so that was a double winner for us. Oh, nice! I had an Air Force second half and the over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <I think>. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm not sure if I we should have just we should just cross, just like you told me to cross on the uh, UMass when Deck Prism had the under in the UMass. 
Liberty, or they had the over and I had the under. Yeah, you had the under and that won. Yeah, so I got, want to know against Deck Prism. Screw you, Matt Davidow. I got a non. For whatever reason, I haven't, there's some issue with UMass that I have to change, but I haven't done it. And I've gotten a non for the whole year. Do you, think it's related to, it's, do you think it's related to Elizabeth Warren? It's possible. It also could be that they're a historically bad team or just somehow that their team name is they're, somehow no, not like, translating they, UMass to Massachusetts properly. They, maybe it's because they've only been an FBS team for, or an FCS, FBS team for, FBS? Yeah. for a short time. Like, you seem to have what, 10 years? No. No. Six years, Way less maybe? Than that. Less than 10 years. Six. Yeah, fewer I think less than 10. 10. Fewer than, fewer than 10 for sure. Fewer than 10. I think fewer than, I think fewer than six. They're one, they're one of the recent ads. I don't feel like Googling this. So someone else Google it and, and tweet at us and tell us that we were wrong. So we, we have a big, I mean, the college football slate this weekend is, is a little more exciting. Well, let's dump, jump into it. Uh, what do you make, what do you make this uh, exciting LS? I mean, this LSU-Alabama uh, game is kind of weird, right? Because you have a situation where you don't know Tua's status. I assume that you think he's going to play, right? I do. I think so. I'm, I'm operating under that assumption. What do you make that line? Alabama minus four and a half. Ooh. So I am on LSU. I got them. Um, well, Ooh, only a little bit, but so that, I mean, it's not enough to, I'm not going to bet it at plus six, but I, I think it was six and a half and we were able to somehow, um, we were able to buy to seven and a half minus minus one thirty. Uh, it's six and a half still. Ah, so. it's not six. Okay. Yeah, so you would recommend buying that to seven and a half minus well, one forty six? <laughs> not to minus one forty six. I'd only buy it if you can get ten cent buys there. But where do you get ten cent buys? You know, these things are going to remain under wraps. But okay. yeah, I, I would not. I wouldn't. To to be clear, I mean, if if Tua doesn't play, then I think the LSU plus six and a half definitely has value. But well, what, if you, playing? what if you just bet it at six and a half now and just kind of hope and with, I guess if he's announced that he's playing, it might go to seven or seven and a half, right? Is that possible? It's possible. I, I but I, I think, I think that well, what we're seeing from this though, in general is that the market, I mean, Alabama won, they beat Arkansas by a gazillion points, right? With, with Mac Jones, at quarterback. And it, it shows that Alabama has always been a team that isn't really super quarterback reliant. They just are so much. They're so good on the like on the offensive and defensive lines, um, and they're just a really physical football team. And this year, I mean, they have the best wide receivers in the country. I mean, they're they're just a they're a very complete team every year. And so you don't they can win without a good quarterback. But obviously, with against LSU, um, they you know against LSU, it should matter a little bit more. But I still this- think like 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 how much do you think the what do you think the downgrade from Tua to Mac Jones is? And I don't actually know what this is, but point, point wise, yeah. What would what would you what would you put it at? Like both what you think and what you think the market thinks. I mean, it's got to be four or five points would be my guess. Yeah, I, I thought it was more actually before the Arkansas game. I mean, I think that line was. I I showed a lot of value just based on my Alabama team number. A lot of value on Bama there, um, but. I think this week's number sort of shows, and the fact that people aren't sure about Tua shows that the you know Mac Jones getting a chance is sort of you know I think he kind of closed that gap a little bit. But I think I think I think three maybe some three to four. Okay, 
uh, but, but State, it's not that much. And the, the funny thing is, two is a Heisman candidate. Like, right. possibly front, you, I mean, former frontrunner. You kind of said it yourself, right? Which is that the way that the, Alabama's value comes so much from the other positions that, you know, the, the diff, like the quarterback situation, um, it, it's like a weird, it's like a weird thing. Like the discussion that we're having, I think is, is interesting, but it's very nuanced and it's very complicated because essentially what we're saying is that the rest of their team is so good that the quarterback position matters less than it might for a team. That's a little bit worse where the quarterback position would matter more. Correct. So, Oh, uh, by, by the way, you know what we never got covered. What? Game grades, which right. I actually just ran just now because I this this past we week was so you we know was such a boring college football week that I didn't even right. run so them. we don't we don't care. <laughs> we're not going to go through game grades right after we just talked about how the week was a shitty week and none of the games were interesting. Well, I think it's interesting to see how bad you know the teams that are on the top of game grades. Let's let's not even. Boston College, me, number one. Can you tell me what Penn State, um, what you had Penn State, what do you have Penn State, Minnesota, which obviously is, is, is interesting because they're both undefeated. They're yeah. Big. So I actually show significant value here. This is, this is going to be one of my official bet the process college football plays, um, which, by the way, you know, they, Jeff, our plays are being tracked by people on the Internet. It's great. Really? Yeah, there's there's a guy um, there's a site it's called gamedaycole.com and so he he has all all my college football plays from the Massey Peabody website historically too so it's pretty nice I'm able to see what my record is nice I'm, so I, you I, are yeah. documented I am documented I'm you're eighteen documented you're not going to get deported by ICE so. I'm eighteen and twelve so far this season on college football whoa assuming assuming he's accurate what do you got as what do you got as Penn State Minnesota, come on! Don't leave us hanging. I have Minnesota. Ooh, really? I do. I make the line three. Whoa! Three point two. So I'm row the boat, Minnesota. Road dog. Row the boat. Row the boat. Row it. If you can get a seven, it's between six nine, and seven. I, I played seven. Um, you know that Looks seven like is worth seven, a good amount. Seven minus one fifteen is what our friends in the in the in Costa Rica are telling us. Well, that is a much better play than six and a half minus one ten. So, I played seven minus one thirteen. So it's still available at almost that exact price, minus two cents. You're getting so little respect. So little. So little respect. Um, what else do we got this week that are interesting games? Um, BC uh, playing Florida State. Mine. What do you have that line at? PC Florida State. Florida State, Willie Taggart out as head coach. Do you have that in your model? No. I mean, I actually do have a thing with a, a new head coach. Wait, it Jimbo, does... Fish, Jimbo Fisher is not the coach there anymore? No, but he, he apparently left a program in disarray. He got out at the right time. I, I make the line minus two, um, BC minus two. So mm, I don't show no anything value, there. No value there. Uh, what else do we got in college football? Is there any other interesting plays that we want to look at? There are. The question is, which ones? Which one? Virginia Tech plus two and a half, home dog against Wake Forest. That is a pick. So we have Minnesota and Virginia Tech as picks right now. These are games that are not like MAC or American Athletic Conference or Sunbelt. This is unusual. You, you didn't have any MAC plays. Do you, do you have any MAC plays tonight? 
I was upset you didn't have any Mac plays yesterday. No. I mean, no Mac tonight or nothing bettable. I got an off-market number on Ohio yeah. minus six and a half early on in the week. but Everything's, everything's bettable. It doesn't matter whether you're going to bet it or not. It's a fair point. Uh, um, there's Oklahoma, Iowa State's a pretty big, I mean, well, every game's a big game for Oklahoma right, at this point. Um, Texas, Kansas State. I mean, there are better matchups. Well, These Texas don't have huge. Is, yeah, that's actually the game I was going to ask you about. Yeah. Texas, Kansas State. What do you have that line at? I make the line 8.3. So 8.3. it's, cool. I actually bet it, I bet it at five and a half, but it's up to seven now. So yeah. I would not recommend buying it, betting it, or buying it at seven. Got it. Um, you want to do anything so else in college? Not should, a we pick. Get to, should we get to NFL? That's two picks. How many do I normally give out? Let's see. This site said I'd be giving up four a week normally, sometimes three. You kind of get really excited about college, so you start really diving in, I know. I know. I know. It's a problem. Um, and the last one I'll take is uh, Hawaii minus seven and a half at home against San Jose State. Wait, what about the Hawaii fade? Oh, my God. Uh, you, you the Hawaii fade was last year. I know. You hate San Jose State, though. It's the San Jose State fade now. Yeah. And you know, San Jose State is coached by a friend of mine. Brent. Really? Yes. Apparently, I'm not factoring coaching well enough, huh? He seems to be doing a, a reasonable job with them. Yeah, he's they're, they're I think, outperforming their talent. I'm hoping it, like, you it's know unsustainable. You about their talent. I, I know what the numbers say. Right. You just know, like, what star recruits everyone was. Um, how about SC Arizona State? That's reasonable, reasonably interesting game. Yeah. I mean, what it's a Pac-12 game with two teams that aren't – Yeah, I, I made the line USC minus a half. Oh. And so. it's Arizona State minus a half. So you get yeah. three points of value there <laughs> around zero. Maybe you can tease it. The zero is worth a ton in college football. Maybe you can tease it. What happens in college football if they just don't both don't score? They I guess they go again, huh? Overtime keeps going. You got like Virginia no, Tech had no an overtime with like no way they can be a tie, huh? No, there used to be ties. No, I know back in the nineties, right? And then they stopped they, that. They didn't even used to have overtime, Rufus. Right, that's why there were ties. Agreed. Okay, can you tell me one? Can we do a quick futures check for college? Let's do it. Um, any value? Georgia looks like they're twelve to one. I assume there's no value there. Pulling up my handy dandy document. Mm -hmm. Georgia is what? 12, 12 to 1? No value. I, I'm not, I'm bearish on Georgia. I have them 34 to 1. Oklahoma, I bet, has a little bit of value. They're 21 and a half to 1. I have them 14 to 1. Yeah, value in Oklahoma. Yeah, well, we already have, this is like, Georgia already loaded up. Year. This is the Oklahoma. We already, we already have Oklahoma tickets coming out of our ears. Uh, how about the, uh, the LSU? What do you have them? Uh, plus five thirty. Uh, so what are like we right right on market? They're plus five twenty five. I'm guessing Ohio State because they're number one overall now. Their their odds have jumped or reduced. Yeah, they're plus two thirty five. Yeah. is what I'm seeing, Chris. So what is Alabama now? That's the real question. Alabama is plus two seventy. They okay. really haven't moved very much. I know. I had them way higher early. Um, I I have them plus two ninety nine now. And then Clemson. What's Clemson? They're they're number plus, five. Plus so three thirty. Oh, I have them plus 329. How's that for value? <laughs> uh, it's not much value. That's no. how it is for value. And if you want to break even sweat, if you okay. trust my numbers is gospel, which. Right. Okay. Um, let's move on to the National Football League, the 
guys who um, get paid out in the open to play. Um, what did you? What did we think about last week? I guess we had the fall of the Patriots, um, which I think many of us had predicted may happen. And um, it, you know, just what's your reaction? To that? I guess like, did you do run great game grades in the NFL? I haven't run this. Oh, okay. It's See, it's now, a busy would, time of year, Jeff. That would have been interesting to know how bad that was for the Patriots. It seemed it, it wasn't good. Yeah, it seemed bad. It seemed like their defense really did not have a lot of ability to stop. But it was interesting because Belichick made some – so the, the decision – and actually this is a good question for you, right? And I know you tweeted out about this. Their decision to kick a field goal at the end of the first half, um, we've covered this before. It's definitely not as an egregious decision as doing it at any point in the game because they right. are not giving away field, goal, field position – so the value of the field position is much different. So that number is a simple expected value number, right? Exactly. And so I, I, I tweeted out that it, you know, if you think you have more than a three sevenths chance of getting it, um, you should go for it. Well, what do you think? What do you think the what's the average team have a chance from that that was it, distance? Was it the two yard line? Was it basically a two point conversion? Yeah. Two. Yeah, close to it. Yeah. Let's three, just say it was a two point. So three sevenths is what forty two point eight six whatever percent so 40 let's say call 43 percent um and two-point conversions are roughly 50 percent right yeah a little bit under so so it would say yes but it's almost a wash right so there's another point and michael lopez like tweeted replied to my tweet and said just rufus um you know he, he was like it's not that simple basically um because you have to consider that he said maximizing expected points does not equal maximizing win probability. And that's a very good point. However, in this case, I think, um, I think it's too early to be, uh, you know, to have a situation where you are not trying to maximize expected points, especially in a close game. And so the Patriots actually is a team that was trailing in a way they would want to, uh, they would, they would, they they want variance seeking behavior. They should a little bit. They were getting the ball in the second half, so that kind of mitigates it a little bit. And so I wonder on. I wonder how much that played into his decision there, right? Because essentially he's gonna get that extra that next possession, that extra possession. So well, what I think it tells you is Bill it, it, it might tell you about his confidence in his team and saying we, we want to reduce variance at this point, even though we're down a touchdown, we think that getting the ball in the second half, we're gonna be in a position where we are favored to win. That's basically what that, that could signal that it was also, it's, as you said, it's not an egregiously bad decision because that 40, you know, their chances are not going to be that much greater than 43%. But normally if you're the team that's trailing, you kind of want to maximize the, or you, I actually if you're the team trailing, you want to maximize the variance. I thought that the field, the, um, the field goal that he kicked earlier was worse, even though it was from a longer distance. Um, I just thought it was worse given the game situation. What was that? I think it was like a, like he was at the seven or eight yard line, something like that. Remember? Do you remember early on? They were down. They were down. They had you know gotten to a situation where there were, it was seventeen seven, and I'm going to look this up so we actually have some tangible conversation about this. Um, if the internet in here will work. Um, it won't work, so maybe we won't have any tangible conversation about it. So let's move on. Um, are, you, are you in your hotel room? I'm in my hotel room. 
what other? Jeff, I actually ran the game grades for you in that quick time. Holy crap! You're so good. Thanks. And what this are your week games? nine? Right. Mm-hmm. I have to G sort by. Okay, there we go. Um, best game grade was the Chargers. Oh yeah, they totally um, dominated. Chargers, Texans, then the Ravens at number three, followed by the Cowboys, um, and then Kansas City. So, and the Patriots actually, where did they come in? Uh, number somewhere below the midpoint. They were a negative point four five points. Or sorry. Oh, actually, no, no. Sorry, looking at the wrong column. Looking at the wrong column. They were no, but still plus two point eight five overall. Yeah, so they kicked a 22-yard field goal um, with 3.45 left in the uh, second quarter. And obviously a 22-yard field goal means that they were at the five-yard line. Um, yeah, I didn't like that decision at all. That one pissed me off. They were down 17-7 to at the time. Yeah. That, you, know, you know what's funny is Belichick – I mean, he is more analytically inclined than most coaches, but he definitely doesn't always play it by the book. And and he does do those. He does kick field goals probably, I mean, significantly more often than, right. Yeah, he kicks too many field goals. But uh, by, by the way, I have my number now. Like the the Ravens were eight points, seven and a half points better fundamentally controlling for home field. Why do you think that Chris allows you to bet on the coin toss of the Super Bowl already? <laughs> Is that a real question? You, that's really, a, that's, you think that's-, <laughs> that's a fantastic. I mean, if anybody, hey, actually, I, never mind. I can't say that over a podcast. But I was going to say, if I were a licensed bookmaker, I would, and and I didn't have to, and I didn't. Well, if I could, if I could take somebody's money and hold it for six I know, months, I get it. I would be very hell, happy to do so. I was deciding that they're like, I need to get it on this coin toss before it moves, before Jambos releases tails and the thing moves. Do you think? How many people do you think are actually betting that? Do you think they're just offering it because they feel like they have to? Other places do. I don't know. It's that's what I was asking you. Why maybe the maybe, are they offering that? maybe they're just trying to not procrastinate. They're like we have enough to deal with Super Bowl week. Let's just post this now so we don't have to worry about it. Okay. We know that the odds aren't going to change. NFL features. NFL features. Uh, not applicable. I have not run those either. It's, it's a very busy time of year, Jeff. With, uh, there's a lot of sports going on. And, you and care, I'm, I'm you care working. a lot about our seven listeners, don't you? Not, 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 not this much. <laughs> not this week. See, I'm even sleep deprived. Not this week. I, my, my words aren't working. Uh, your words, not mine. Okay. Um, what about this whole home field advantage thing? I mean, we talked about it last week. Um, this week was the revenge, right? Didn't every home team covered or something like that? Yeah. I, I saw someone actually tweet out that they, they lost a bunch of money betting on sports, but they were in some pick em contest where if you forget to submit your picks, you just get all the home teams and he won that because he forgot to submit it but isn't this like the perfect like how do we continue to overreact to small sample size in the nfl but who like is the NFL overreacting like, like do, do you, you think mean? the lines overreacted no i mean I, I i mean you and i like we even overreacted a little bit in just our analysis of this we we're trying to figure out like oh well what is it is there a reason you know is it like uh, and we, we have- talked about repping and we talked about travel and all that kind of stuff and I mean, I think the thing we know is that home field advantage is declining in all sports over time. Is that is that pretty true? 
yes, it is. And I think we were providing hashtag content and, and I think obviously the lack, the lack of home field advantage so far or to that point in the season kind of was fodder for this discussion and, and, and where we could actually talk about the long-term trend of declining home field advantage. And, and just because home teams all won last week doesn't change that. Agreed? Right. I mean, yeah, sure. But anyways, all the home teams won. So just a perfect example of variance and overreacting and seeing trends in data when there, when there really isn't a trend there and it's just random noise. That pretty much is true. Um, how about this week? What are you looking at this week? So I've never seen less value on an NFL slate. Whoa, really? Ever. 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 Never less value. That's, that's interesting. So I may not have very many official picks. I need to, we need to update a few lines here. What is, what do you have for Cincinnati Baltimore here? (laughs) I knew you were going to take Cincinnati. Uh, their 10 is what I saw, but I'm looking right now at what it is. Yeah, it's it's 10, it's 10 minus 115. But because you're such a loyal Bengals fan, I would give you the 10 even. No, it's minus 10 minus 105. Because guess what? I have a bet on the Baltimore Ravens. What? Minus nine and a half minus 105 for a little like earlier in the week. but Very, very small position because it's not really a play at 10, but it's a play at nine and a half. Um, I make it 12. It's not a play at minus ten, minus. But it's the, uh, it's it may be the closest thing I have to a play. Um, That's it. You don't have any real plays this weekend. (laughs) Yeah, it's. You know what? I don't. It's it's actually the closest. Yeah, so I'm I'm not going to give out the Ravens there. You know, if I had to give out one pet play, it would be uh, the Jets plus two and a half. Yeah, I like that. Also, I like the Jets plus two and a half. Although, how do you do home field there? That's a good point. That's a really, really good point. I mean, I have the travel distance incorporated there, so it's pretty low. You know that game. You know, normally, you know normally. Sorry. You know that game's in London, right? Is it really? No, I'm just kidding. Okay, because <laughs> I was like, wait, no. It's, it's two teams. I know it's, it's they play in the same it's, stadium. It's two, teams, it's two teams from New York playing in New Jersey. It's so funny. It's so it's yeah, double road game. But normally, so normally you have this sort of familiarity you, thing. Are you adjusting that incorrectly or not? I think you're right. I am adjusting it incorrectly because yeah. normally so you still I don't have that programmed in there. No, I, I'm, I'm backtracking there. Like, let's say I reduce that by, and because the, well, wait, they're in a different, how you? similar are the home and the road locker rooms? What kind of professional better are you? <laughs> Apparently not good enough. Okay, so... But, Jeff, wait, can I say this? Normally, familiarity is a big part of home field advantage. So the fact that teams that play, you know, have a lot of... have played in a stadium multiple times, that home field advantage is going to be a little bit less. And so normally, you you would expect a team playing in, uh, you know, an opposite... intra... no, inter-conference matchup there would be less familiarity, but in this case, and so this is where for, like my, my model is off because it doesn't realize that they're in the same stadium and says, ah, oh, they must not be familiar with them, but they must be less familiar because you know, they, how often does it, an AFC team play, you know, this particular NFC team? So. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I make the line, the Massey Peabody number there is a including player rating 
before I had Jets minus a half a point. So if I, and I had the home field advantage at uh, 2.1, if I reduce that, let's say I cut it in half, Jets plus a half a point. So minimal value. on Minimal value because the one and the two aren't worth that much. I still like the Jets there. I think that people are kind of shitting too much on the Jets and the Giants certainly aren't world beaters in my mind. There's no like injuries there that we don't know about because that line actually moved a lot. It, it opened at like one and a half and then moved to two and a half the other way. Are we talking about opening on Tuesday or opening on Monday? Sunday. Look ahead line, probably Sunday. Because, you know, the, the Giants played on Monday night and they didn't do so good. Do so well. Do so well. Do so good. That's what the well, cool kids say. That's not what the cool kids say. The cool kids say, the cool kids are up in cancel culture. I've been learning about this this week. It's where you, you can cancel someone. What does that even mean? It's, it's, it means that you like don't interact. It's it's like ghosting, but it's worse somehow. Maybe someone. Right, well, we have us. to make we have to make some NFL picks, Rufus. We can't. Not. Okay, you know what? Then I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Jets plus two and a half. You're gonna go with Jets plus two and a half. I am not I the am. Ravens. Are you gonna go with the Ravens or not? We need to make two picks each. Okay, then I will go regardless of any value or not. Okay, but disclaimer: these are. Not particularly valuable picks. They are, <laughs> as opposed you know, to as opposed if you, to if you can if you can line shop. I think it, I, I would say if you can beat the market price on there, that, that it's at least break even. But it's, I yeah. bet the Jets at plus three minus one sixteen. That's that's what I played. So, and I played Baltimore minus ten plus one hundred three and minus nine and a half minus one hundred five for very very small because, you know, th- those were not widely available numbers. So that's what I have. Just that's my disclaimer here. And I told you what I make the numbers. I make the Ravens minus twelve point two, and I make um, and I make the Jets with this new home field advantage plus a half a point. So I guess I will take Baltimore minus ten official pick and Jets plus two and a half. That was a lot. What, what do you make? Long the Chargers, what do you have the Chargers Raiders game? What do you make that line? Chargers Raiders. Um, Thursday night pick. Mm, Chargers. What do you have it? I, we haven't run our numbers yet, so these are these are going to be rogue. These are going to be rogue picks for me this week um i am going to take well i like the jets also you can take the jets i think we're we're allowed to do this okay well i will take the jets because we both like the jets and this cleveland browns line is interesting huh what do you make that line is i guess it's just a general that the bills aren't very good even though they're five and two people or whatever they're six and two or people don't believe they're very good this is an interesting one because the massey peabody the the team model basically has this as a pick but the player model still likes the browns the player based on the, the player model has it as like browns minus six whoa player model why, makes it why pick. do you think that is uh coaching I don't know. Baker the fact that, yeah. I mean, having talent isn't the same as cohesively working together towards a common purpose. Talent is overrated, right? Isn't that what they say in the biz? That's what they say at San Jose State. Talent is overrated. Um, I guess for my other pick, I am going to go with the Dolphins plus 10.5. The Dolphins? Mm-hmm. They're only a ten and a half point underdog. Mm-hmm. Are you assuming Hoyer or assuming Brissett? I'm assuming it doesn't really matter. That's actually a pretty fair point. They're they're pretty pretty remarkably. I mean, I think Brissett's 
reasonable, obviously. But I mean, I guess I just am not a huge buyer of the Colts at this point. You know, they've won a lot of close games and they seem to play a lot of close games and they lost me in my survivor pool. So I'm kind of bitter at them. What do you think? What do you think a coach like Frank Reich is worth above and beyond the numbers, you know, the, the team's performance numbers like yards per play, et cetera, et cetera, EPA, like in terms of his good decision-making, the fact that he goes for fourth down in his own territory and, and he's, he basically plays it by the analytics book. For the I don't part. know. That would actually be a really interesting analysis, which is like how much can you actually improve by doing those types of decisions over? I mean, I, I would guess in, in the course of a game, it's not very much. But over the course of the season, maybe it's what half a win. We could we could look at sort of the EPA expected points gained yeah. from ex, in expectations for these decisions. So, so if someone does this, we will have. If someone does a good analysis of this, what the value of these you know better decisions are, we will have you on our podcast, and that seems like it'd be an incredible prize for you. Oh yeah, well well worth any time you spend doing this. And you uh, get a free T-shirt once we make them. Yeah, we got to work on those t-shirts. We do, we do. We do. So, so would we just evaluate this basically using fourth down decisions? Is that what we would do? I think so. Right. Um, I think that's the easiest way. Just saying, okay, you punted here rather than going for it. This is how much this hurt your, when your. I mean, I guess timeouts points. could be, and when you use timeouts, there's probably some level of that, right? But that's probably really small. Challenges. Challenges. How many how many wins a year does Mike Tomlin lose? throwing the challenge flag it would be if someone actually did an analysis on decisions that was straight expected points you could probably have a pretty interesting it would be a really interesting analysis it'd be super hard though i don't think it'd be that hard I mean, necessarily not hard, not hard but it'd be painstaking you just you're kind of just looking at fourth down stuff and looking at what the expectation is um and you're, I guess, having to normalize it for the league a little bit and whatever. Yeah, because you want to make it relative to average coaches. But did you see Mike Tomlin last week? He actually called, like, challenged back-to-back plays, like, for pass interference. He was, like, on tilt. And one was like, what's he challenging this for? You're <laughs> just probably giving well, him time I to had yell at the ref somewhere. last week, so I was glad that that happened. I went 4-1 and one again on the TK show. So. Nice, nice. I think it was a good – was it a good week for you for your NFL betting in general? Mm, I mean, basically, we make money on Saturday and we lose money on Sunday. That's that's how this that's how this fall goes for me. That's how it's gone for me in general. But this week yeah. was the opposite. Which would which would venture to say like, why the hell do we bet on the NFL? But whatever. Well, I'm, I'm I think I'm still up in the NFL, but it's just the volume's not near. Yeah, the edges yeah. are not all the same. College football. Everyone, everyone and their mom is making money in college football right now. I think. That's what I'm saying. I didn't make money last week. But did your mom make money? Because she didn't lose money. There you go. Um, okay. Well, that, now that we were talking about Rufus's mom, I think we should probably move on. And with that, hi, um, mom. We'll see, see you guys next week. Yeah, I forgot she listens. She's one of the seven. Okay. Bye. 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 Bye.